The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to Busted Open, the podcast. That's right, the master's class here with our masters of the ring. And we drop the master's class right here on the Busted Open podcast each and every Sunday. And gentlemen, we have a new addition uh, to our master's class lineup today. Obviously, we have our very own Bully Ray, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, but Mickey James has joined this Yay. debate on the Masters so class. Yay. Mickey, Thank how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I've missed you all so much. Well, I can being that this is Tommy's the first time on the Masters class, I, I said yay. Us, I heard it. But, yes. Bully just shook his head. He's not a big fan of you. I said hello. He's my biggest fan. What do you need more than hello? There Thank you. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, go. Mark. I'm happy to be here. Mickey coming hello. off of our award-winning highest rated Gaw TV ever. It was. It was pretty up there. I don't know if it was highest rated, though, Bully. I don't want to burst your... Oh, okay. It was fine. It was highest rated. But Thank it you. It was the highest rated sure. this month. <laughs> um, but... Uh, while I'm at it, you could subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. Please give us a five-star rating. Also, we have brand new merchandise available at podswag.com slash Busted Open along with our new swim trunks that I finally got. Uh, I did my video in my swim trunks with no shirt. That's right. Unlike Sting, wow. when I do things, I do it shirtless. But let's get into the master's class right now. And I think we have a great topic for our masters of the ring. Uh, and that is, uh, that is star ratings and the, the five star rating and the chase of the five star rating that Meltzer has really kind of mastered. So, you know, my question for you guys, and it's obviously we'll keep the conversation going at busted open radio on Twitter is how important is the five-star rating, and do you think the new generation of pro wrestlers are chasing that five-star rating? Uh, Bully, I'll quickly go to you, because if you remember, uh, there was a little bit of a documentary after that amazing match between Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker and a kind of behind-the-scenes after that match, and you and I did a whole show on that because Dr. Britt Baker mentioned about, I hope Meltzer gave that match a five-star rating. And that kind of started the debate that we would start having on this show is about the chase of that five-star rating. We just heard CM Punk on collision of uh, this past Saturday, you know, and he talked about, um, you know, I don't need to chase stars. I am a star. So, you know, Mark, I'll start with you. How important is that five-star rating? Um, are, do you think that wrestlers should be star, uh, chasing that five-star rating? Dave, I, I feel like that 
<clears throat> wrestlers should be chasing um, the confirmation from who they're wrestling and from the promoter. Those are the only two people that really matter. Like, um, as far as uh, anybody outside sourced looking at my work and critiquing my work and saying what my work is, and they've never done it, they've never understood. And the Ricky Steamboat, oh, he could tear it up. He could tear it apart. David Meltzer can't say shit about my work other than, well, I liked it or I don't like it. That's the only fucking opinion he got mm-hmm. with me. I don't chase stars. I never did. People gave them or they didn't. Whatever. Did Randy Orton appreciate working with me? Did Brian Danielson appreciate working with me? Did Bully Ray and Devon? Okay, they didn't. They laughed because <laughs> I covered the wrong guy. Fuck it. Let, let them put it out your mind. But but whatever it is. I worry about them. Right. I don't give a shit, Dave. And this is a sensitive subject because I feel like in today's pro wrestling, we have people that are chasing and trying to please the wrong masters. Right. They need to, man, this is church, Dave. You hear Mickey? Amen. Yes. Because that's the truth. Listen, okay, people sell um, magazines. They, they, they sell subscriptions to their podcasts, and they want to have a take on what it is. Like they're, they're expert analysts. They can analyze from the standpoint of being in the media what they think they saw. But I got on somebody recently. Good match. Shitty. I mean, it was bad. Stomps and kicks. And I went to them and I said, hey, um, I'm going to be at the ring early. I want you to put on your gear and come to the ring and let's go over this. I'm entitled to tell you what's rotten and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer can't do that. He can't go to no wrestler and say, you know what? I would have gave that match five stars if you would have did this. Hey, man, come over to my house and I'll show you how to. Man, I would laugh my, I'd laugh his ass. He would be, he would feel so bad after talking to me. And I respect him as a, a member of the media, but report the news. Don't, don't teach. Don't say what's good or not in the sense of the talent and, and how how that talent is going to get better. You rating a match, five star, oh, that was two stars. That was one star. It was rotten. That's your opinion. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the talent in the ring. Maybe it was their message to whoever they was trying to relay the message to that I don't want to work up to the, the fullest of my capabilities tonight because I'm injured. What about that match? So many layers that somebody in the media cannot critique. And and I'll leave it right there. All right, but you said something that's interesting, Mark, and then then I want to go to Mickey, but you mentioned that 
that's Dave Meltzer's opinion. But I, I, I don't think Dave Meltzer, like, listen, Dave Meltzer has been able to do the star rating. Fans buy into it. I mean, I know when I look at a Meltzer five-star rating or four-star, three-star, whatever it is, that that's just his opinion. But I feel like there might be a generation of wrestlers that are buying into that opinion. Like I could buy know, that. I could buy I, that. When I, when I go on Busted Open, I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm just, I come on the air and I give my opinion. Now, I do have it where I have you, Mark, and Tommy, and Mickey, and Bully that can come back at me and be like, well, Dave, you're the fan. Know your role, but this, that, and the other thing. That's why I think the dynamic works. But I'm a fan giving my opinion. That's what Dave Meltzer is doing, but people are buying into it. You're entitled to that. I don't think that's Dave Meltzer's fault that what he's created is clicking and working. You know? Dave, you have your list. Dave Meltzer. I'm sorry, Mark. I just want to throw this in. Dave Meltzer is a genius. He has not only worked the wrestling fans into making them believe that his opinion matters. He's worked the biggest workers of them all. The boys. Some of them. A lot of them, Mark. And, And, you know, Dave talked about a generational thing. There are guys from our generation and gals who look at the Meltzer star rating. And I have a word for those wrestlers that put stock in star ratings. You know what they're called, guys? What's that? Fucking marks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but, but Bully, to your point, that, you know, from what I hear, and you know, maybe at some point we could get him. From what I hear, one of the earliest fans of Melter and somebody that used to read the sheets all the time was Hulk Hogan. Would read the sheets that Melter put out in those newsletters. There's a reason why. There's a very valid reason why wrestlers did put stock into dirt sheets like the observer back in the day, because it was the only place to go to get feedback. You couldn't go to the wrestling magazines for feedback because you knew that that was all made up. The wrestling Mm -hmm. magazines were a work just like our business is. So yes, you could have Hulk Hogan here, 20,000 fans in the arena, but you're also looking for outside opinions on how a match was perceived. And there are only maybe one or two wrestling um, uh, publications back in the day where you could get some kind of unbiased feedback. But Meltzer's a genius because he's got everybody buying in to his opinion. Dave Meltzer is not Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat, like Mark said. Hey, listen, we're all fans of food here. We're all foodies. We love to go to a restaurant. There's something called a Michelin star rating for chefs and for restaurants. That's like the highest standards there are in in, in the culinary arts. So if, if I'm an aspiring chef, the only feedback I want is from guys like Mario Batali and uh, and uh, um, other James Beard Award winners. And um, why do I keep? Why am I forgetting? Gordon Ramsay. Yes, thank you, Mickey. See, boom, right off Wolf the bat. Game, Wolf game, Wolfgang Puck. 
They yeah. guys like that who are Michelin star rated chefs who can tell me if my chicken parmesan is up to standards. Right. Otherwise, the only person that I care about is the person that I'm making that food for. And the people that we're making our food for are the fans. The fans tell you everything you need to know about how your match was. If I use Steiner math, watch this. Dave, what's considered the greatest WrestleMania match, greatest WrestleMania of all time? Uh, the WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17. What was the highest rated, star rated match on WrestleMania 17? The match that you were involved in, the TLC match. So by, if I use Steiner math, TLC2 was the highest rated star rating match on the greatest WrestleMania ever. That means that my match is the greatest match in WrestleMania history. You can make, if, if you're going by that criteria, yes. But it's but, bullshit. My but, match was not the greatest match in WrestleMania history. But because of a star rating from somebody who just made this shit up out of thin air. But Pretty he's good, a genius though. because he makes a lot of money with these stars. Well, I mean, but it's not. And that's where I new. give the guy credit. But it's nothing new, like, and, and you know, listen, we grew up with Siskel and Ebert at the movies, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down for a movie. Yeah. Like, and when I, and I, me and my dad would watch that show every week. And yeah, Gene Siskel and he had Roger Ebert. Gene Siskel, I never liked his opinion. He didn't seem to be the type of movie, you know, like his, his taste in movies didn't match my taste. But Roger Ebert's did. So when Gene Siskel gave a thumbs up or thumbs down, I didn't put a lot of stock in it. But when Roger Ebert gave a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I would put some stock into it. But still, it didn't stop me from going to see that movie. If there was a movie that right. I was interested in, whether they gave it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, that didn't matter to me. Because, there. listen, Roger Ebert, who I actually put stock into, he said the worst movie ever saw was The Thing. You know, with Kurt Russell. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. So, like, it was for entertainment purposes, but it didn't, like, make uh -huh. me want to see a movie. Or, but there I think with go. Meltzer, I think, I think a lot of fans, like, go by that star rating, and, and, and we've seen it on this show, whether they see that match or not, whether they watch that match or not. Like, Dave. that's why I think it's an interesting topic to bring up. Go ahead, Mark. I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's for entertainment purposes only. They, they say that about the hotline numbers, the, 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 the people that, that make the astrological thing. This, hey, there's no fact to this. This is for entertainment purposes only. Right. I don't disrespect Dave Meltzer or anybody like him because they are doing their job as entertainers that report wrestling. But I the whole point of this thing was do wrestlers take too much stock in what's deemed entertainment for wrestling fans and other wrestlers? And yes, they take too much stock. Wrestlers today take too much stock in that. Now, Busted Open is different. Because they call all into the show, and I hear tons of wrestlers. Yeah, man, I heard what y'all was saying about on Sunday, 
at the master's class. They listen. We we doing our job. So that to answer your question, yes, it's entertainment and wrestlers today put too much stock in it because I don't. I think they are. They they feel like they're in on the work somehow. I don't. I don't know what what it is. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yes. Well, that's that's an that's another problem entirely. But that's true. All right. So Mickey, you know you're here on the Masters class for the first time. When it comes, thank you to that thank to that so rating much. system. What's your thoughts on that rating system? First and foremost. Um, I don't like it. I respect Dave Meltzer for the fact that he's been able to carve out his own like little niche. And now all of these people are following suit and and doing their own. And they're all making money off the wrestling business in a different way because they couldn't do it inside the ring. So they're going to do it outside. However, I think that there's a big culture shift of wrestlers today, not workers, wrestlers today will go to that star rating and find out what he thought about their match before they will go ask their agent, before they will go ask a legend or someone who's been there, done that, got a T-shirt, freaking has a Preach. mansion. They won't ask the the veteran in the locker room because, oh, the vet's out of touch. But they'll ask Meltzer, who's been rating matches as a fan his whole life for however long he's been doing. I don't think I've ever had a five-star match from Dave Meltzer, probably because I've never put him over in the sense that when I broke into the business and it wasn't that long ago, but I was told stay off the message boards, stay off the dirt sheets. Don't read into that because either a, you're going to get a false sense of that. You're good before you're ready, or you're going to get this false sense of that. You're rotten when you're not, you're just learning. So if you are a student of the game, you should really just not, it's okay if you want to be, you know, in the know, but that you shouldn't put weight into the star rating as far as if you want to make money in the business. I think that's the difference. Do you want to have five star matches or do you want to have, you know, six figures, seven figures in your bank account? Which which one do you want? You know, so those star rating matches don't necessarily connect. There's matches that he's deemed five stars and I've went to watch them and I'm like, I don't care about any of this because I'm not emotionally invested. And if you want my money, I need to care as a human. You need to touch my heart. You need to, you know, make me feel something. And just going out there and executing a match from A to Z to almost perfection is not doing that for me. You know, that's not why I love the business. That's not what I care about in wrestling. I care about stories. I care about storytelling. I care about all the in-betweens. And a lot of people are like, so chasing, chasing the hug, chasing that star rating that they're missing all the beautiful elements of wrestling that makes it, makes it beautiful and makes money and draws money, you know? And so they're just kind of missing the whole thing. And I don't know where, I feel like it's always been there with like message boards, but I was told to kind of stay, stay off of them. So I always did. So maybe I have a weird relationship with that whole side of it going like, I don't really value that opinion. Cause it's not, it's not the same if I was to go to 
Tommy and ask him what he thought. I'm not going to go to the internet. I'm going to go to Tommy. I'm going to go to Bubba. I'm going to go to Shawn Michaels if you're in NXT and ask him how I could have fixed this, what I could have done. Why? Because he's been there, done that. He's headlined. He's been where I want it to be. Somebody writing a review on the internet has never been where I want it to be. They're sitting in the passenger seat. They're sitting in the back seat of the bus over here just writing about it. Like, that's not the life I want to live. That's not where who I'm chasing. All right. Um, Just sitting back. uh, And I was just doing some research this whole time. Uh, This was created in 1982. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dave, you were 11 years old. Do you know we loved wrestling, right? Everything was a five-star match. Do you know in 1982, there was only one five-star match that entire year? Uh, I'm looking at my peers, people I've been in the ring with. Uh, one guy I literally say, and people ask, and I tell them all the time, I would have every single match till the rest of my career with Mark Henry. Um, Mark Henry, Mickey James, Bully Ray. Bully Ray, you were involved in a really famous match that changed the wrestling business. All four of us have never had uh, a five-star match. I'm just letting you guys know. In the history of professional wrestling, there's only been 227 five-star matches. Uh, I'm going through this list and some I'm like, yeah, man, they're really good. Some just like Mickey James. I was like, not at all. Um, This is not an attack at Dave Meltzer. This is just more so talking to wrestlers and their priorities Um, and for wrestling fans, because this kind of also started at the hate that Dana Brooke got when she did her match in NXT and everyone kind of attacked a performer personally without also knowing behind the scenes and all that stuff to the point where the woman woke up the next day and said, I get it. I'm sorry. I suck. Like there's performers, the real life people with all this. Um, Here's my opinion. Like bully said, and I like Dave Meltzer. Uh, I don't talk to him a lot. He's a great wrestling fan. He's also a great sense and source of knowledge. He Mm -hmm. created something that, was unlike anything ever before, just like this show. He did it in print. We do it on the radio. And people hold us to a higher value as well. And so they should because we've also done it. And we always have a great balance of Dave, who's the host, the creator of the show, but also from a fan where people who played the game as well as we are fans. And we have also all been able to pull ourselves apart. But if you're going to ask us to dissect something, we will. Me personally, I have seen millions of five-star matches. I don't view them as called five-star matches. Um, I just view them as great matches. Uh, We've all worked together, Mickey and Bully most recently. And I'll be like, you got the people at every part that you wanted to get the people. Mickey James winning the title in Atlanta, Georgia was a five-star match. The fans were on their feet and everything that they react to, it was a beautiful piece of art. The beginning of that match, I mean, the beginning of that show, uh, Bully Ray, Josh Alexander was a five-star match because it garnered that frigging reactions that we all wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Bully, I'll put you over. I literally just saw you work. And what did I do? I came up to you on the side. I said, man, I friggin' you still got it, dude. 
And he was like, why do you say that with such disdain? And I'm like, because you just know how to go out there and make people friggin' hate you. I don't know how you do that. But I'm like, hey, man, also we're older. The way you bump and feed, the way you get yourself into position. I don't know if the wrestlers that you're working with can appreciate how much I appreciated you. And you're like, thanks. And we had an old school moment like we always would have. I know as soon as I'd walk back through that curtain, I would go and ask Bubba to get the real advice. Mickey knows, and a lot of people know, that they come to me and I'm going to say, man, this was great. And then make you be like, well, I didn't do this. And I was like, dude, it was friggin' awesome. And if there is a mess up, trust me, I tell her me and Mickey were watching several matches uh, recently and everything she's saying over my shoulder. I'm like, she's right. She's right. She's right. And then I'm like, go tell them. And she's like, I don't know. It's not my place. I go. Yes, it is. It's how they get better. I say this all the time. I'd walk. I'd walk back to the curtain, Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Paul Heyman, all helping me be better. Mark Henry had the friggin' Undertaker help him. And, and it was hands-on from the independent level. You know you want, who you want to have their five-star match with? The promoter. You want that promoter to say, man, you did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. You know when my last five-star match was? Sunday in Foley, Alabama. You know where my last five-star match was the, the before that? Saturday, Pensacola, Florida against Rowan. We tore it up because the people went nuts. I get a standing ovation, win or lose, and everybody went home happy. And if it was our job to make them go home sad with heat, they went home sad with heat. It was a five-star match to the little kid or to the fan that paid to see me, I will bust my ass to make sure I make you happy. And when I cannot do that, I, that's when I know I have to retire. Um, but man, this system, the biggest thing, and I've seen it checking my phone or see if I'm trending good or bad. It's cool. It really is cool to trend when it's for a positive, when it's for a negative, trust me, I'm talking from experience. It's the worst thing in the world. You think the world hates you. And it's very, very hard to deal with. I don't think myself, Bully, Mark, or Mickey coming up the way we did was a lot different. I don't know if Tommy Dreamer coming up would have been able to handle people. Oh, because I'll watch some of my matches. I'll be like, holy crap, those sucked when I first started. You know why they sucked? Because I just first started. Yeah. They're supposed to suck. Um, it, it is pure genius uh, for what he di did. And then, he, you know, with his podcast, he, he trends a lot for stuff that he says. It's, it is a great barometer. It really is. But when the end of the year awards come out and they're celebrated, it's literally like saying, my neighbor just said. Right. It's. It's somebody's opinion. You can't really, when the writers write you into the hall of fame for, for uh, baseball, it's a major accomplishment. It really and truly is, but they also go on what stats, wins, losses, real things. We don't have real things because there are a lot of wrestlers who should be in the hall of fame that aren't hall of fame is a work also. Correct. It's a business. Um, 
Care for what your boss says if you're on the independent level because they'll book you again. Then when you get uh, over and then you're on TV, care what that boss says. It's just like in real life. Literally go out there when you wake up in the morning and go do your job, whatever your job is, do it to the best of your ability so you can earn raises so your boss can say, man, I really, really like that. That was a five-star performance waiting on tables or answering phones, all that stuff. And you're going to get a raise and you're going to better your life. Right. You know what I'd love to do? Um, I'd love to have on next week a younger talent on Busted Open who actually has the balls to admit that they put stock in their star ratings. And I want to know why. Because before we started the master's class today, I figured we were all going to have the same opinions. We all come from the same generation. We pretty much have all been either trained the same way or came up underneath the veterans who instilled the right qualities in us. I want to hear from a younger talent who puts stock in their star ratings and why not to argue with them, not to belittle them, not to yell at them, but to better understand what's going through their mind and why they put so much stock into it. Uh, If I could just think, uh, just tell you something again, doing research, you know, how many five-star matches were in that thing called ECW that the fans still chant when an ECW wrestler walks out? Probably zero. Oh, we had one. Thank you, Ray Mysterio and Psychosis. Oh, uh, having a five-star match. Okay. Oh, really quick though, the just so you know that the the Observer Awards are voted on by the fans and not by Dave Meltzer himself. But so, like, it, Dave, it does. What have is the your uh, favorite match of all time? Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. I quit Max Albany, New York. Correct. Yes. Cool, Bob. You got a favorite match of all time? Mm, no. Mickey. Oh man. Uh, I love the trilogy, Flair and Steamboat trilogy kind of thing. That was. So these are two to three different people's opinions. Well, of... I would think fully not to put words in your mouth, but one match that you've talked very highly about would probably be Rock and and Hogan. Like you. Oh, I'm sorry. Said, yeah, Rock and yeah. Hogan. When when he started talking about matches, I. I was thinking like Taker and Sean, like, yes, to me, in my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time was, uh, was the rock and Hulk Hogan. Well, all I'm just trying to say is, and for our listeners, we have three different people and they are three different opinions of what the greatest match is. Now, if Mickey had her own observer newsletter, if Bubba had his or bully Ray, and if, you know, we all kind of go to that, it's just somebody's different opinion and you don't need to have that opinion validated dave i'm a wrestler my favorite match is this and it's better than yours because you're not a wrestler that's wrong right so what i'm saying is this is just somebody's opinion from someone who created something different in 1982 and kind of how it all again like i said if you're a wrestler if you're a fan just friggin' enjoy the hell out of professional wrestling and like i said the the there is no perfect match I've seen one close to it, but it wasn't hundred percent perfect. Um, and I have still to this day, I think it's 268 VCR tape, six hours a piece of matches that I said were five star because I recorded them and I had two DVRs, uh, I mean, DVDs and I would go back and forth and I had them on just, and I still have that because one day I'm just going to watch them all in a row 
and just be like, this is why and I pass out. <laughs> you know, you know, what's in, you know, what's you interesting now? Do you pass out? He's finally going to take a nap. <laughs> you know, what's interesting, guys. Um, when it comes to a pure pro wrestling match, me and Dave Meltzer actually agree on the best professional wrestling match of all time. And what's, what's that? Misawa versus Kawada. Kawada oh, in all Japan. Y'all didn't it, like the boot camp match? Sure. You mean by Pat Patterson and Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. That was awesome. But when yeah, it comes wait, to wait like a second. A, you didn't like Terry Funk and Ric Flair? You didn't like Terry Funk, Ric Flair, I quit match? You didn't like that? Me? Yeah, you. You didn't like I it? Did. Well, then why didn't you have it as your best match of all time then? If you didn't like, you know, he asked me if I liked it. My favorite match of all time was Rock and Hogan uh, because of what it did at WrestleMania and the noise that came out of the crowd. I can't, I can't imagine that Terry Funk and Ric Flair's I Quit match is not your on your list as greatest match of all time. David, I, I, talking I about opinion. I love it. David, exactly. That's my point. Dave, I'm going to shock you right here. Ric Flair versus Terry Funk, I quit match. Not even in my top 20. Wow. I wonder how many stars Meltzer gave it. I wonder if Ric Flair was what was saying that to uh, out loud when he went to the back. <laughs> it was a five-star match. Dave, not you, even should in my start, top you should start the Dave LaGreca star rating match. <laughs> but I have, but here's the thing, Bully. You got the list. I got my laminated list, but Bully, you know this. Like, I have... When I've, whenever I talk about my laminated list, what do I say? It's my list. It's my opinion. Like, I'm not saying that this is the top, these are the top 10 wrestlers of all time. And this criteria is what everybody should think and everybody should feel. That's ridiculous. Everybody's going to have a different opinion about something that we say. And, and who's Melcher? Who's the guy that Melcher works with all the time on his show? Oh, um, the hell is his name? Uh, Alvarez. Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez is a wrestler. I'd like to have a match with Brian Alvarez. <laughs> I'd like to challenge Brian Alvarez, and I'd like to challenge him to have a five-star match with me. That would... Uh, and that I will donate uh... my... My... Um, purse. My purse. My man purse. I will donate my pay to any charity of his choosing. Well, uh, of I, his choosing? Yeah, of his choosing, sure. Well, any, any, your choosing, Mark. Okay, perfect. We got to wrap here. Mickey, thank you for joining Tom. Oh my God, I'm honored. Thank you for having Mark me, guys. Bully, I appreciate awesome. It. I hope. Dave Meltzer gives this show a five star rating because I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was very well. It had everything. It had really everything you need in a show. High spots, lots of high spots, a, a lot few of high swerps. spots. Dude, the fans hopefully will. How about the fans? False finishes were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Boy. We milked that one spot way too long though, so <laughs> yeah. he may not have liked that. Yep. Went a little too long. Milked how it. people's attention spans are <laughs> nowadays. All right. Uh, thank you. For and if listening. we would have done this version of the master's class in Japan, it would have got six stars. Oh, if, we, if we did this show in the Tokyo Dome, <laughs> would have got seven stars if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Um, anyway, uh, maybe maybe uh, I'll get the uh, host of the year, uh, you know, when in his, uh, you know, the Observer Awards. I get in You'll get them for the busties. Don't worry. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, uh, for everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you give us a five-star rating. Uh, if you like what you hear on the Busted Open podcast, subscribe to SiriusXM. We're live six days a week. Also, uh, we have Busted Open After Dark with our very own Bully Ray immediately after Dynamite on Wednesday nights. And while you're at it, go to podswag.com slash Open for all our merchandise. From myself, Mickey James, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer, we'll talk to you next time right here on Busted Open's The Masters Class. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.